Hello, everyone. Welcome to Campus Safety Voices. I'm Robin Hattersley from Campus Safety Magazine. The Clery Act requires institutions of higher education to issue timely warnings and emergency notifications. And getting those notifications out to the campus community promptly is of utmost importance. In this podcast, I interviewed Missouri State University Director of University Safety, David Hall. He describes how he and his department streamlined their timely warning and emergency notification processes. He is also one of this year's director of their finalists. So here's my interview with David. Enjoy the show. So David, what were your campus's timely warning and emergency notification processes like before you streamlined them? Yeah, so our process was a very cumbersome process and there's very centralized decision making as part of it. So as campus safety would run across an incident which would potentially meet the requirement for a timely warning, uh, that would then get relayed via phone call um, to the director for campus safety. And then it would go up to the vice president. Uh, They would make the decision. And then if it was approved, then it would come back down. There would then be it written up. And then it would get circulation. A draft of the timely warning would get circulated to a pretty broad group uh, for everyone to review in order to make changes to or additions to. And then finally, it would get sent out. Uh, Everything was done via phone. And so it really, it just, it, it, Uh, took a lot of time in order to get through that process because everything was so centralized. The uh, emergency notification on those, it was one to where that really the dispatch, um, the the only real decision that they could make was if there was a tornado warning, they could set off the uh, sirens on that. And so uh, from there is if there's emergency notification, again, it would go up to a vice president um, who's an administrative position in order to make a decision. Uh, In an emergency notification, we know timing is of the essence. And so certainly, you know, something that takes 30 minutes to be able to get uh, through the approval process and back out just simply was not something that uh, was, you know, what we felt like was meeting, you know, what the real intent of uh, the Clery Act was for one thing. And the other thing is just good service for our campus. So can you, you know, for I know probably most of our readers understand the difference between timely warnings and emergency notifications, but may, but sometimes there's quite a bit of confusion about that. So can you explain the difference between those two? Yeah, you know, certainly I will say is I came into this job, I was have a fire service background. So I retired as a fire chief and came to as emergency manager and then quickly moved up into the director of, of university safety. And so the Clery Act was new to me. And so I had to learn all of that from scratch. For, uh, uh, fortunately, I've got someone who's in position who's really good at the Clery Act understanding that. So I, it's one thing I, always, I never take for granted is that people understand the differences between those. Emergency notification is one of those to where that there's uh, an immediate danger to uh, members of your campus community. And we have an obligation in order to notify them of that so that they can take protective actions and that we give them uh, sufficient information to be able to protect themselves. Um, Whereas a timely warning is really about communication to the campus 
um, uh, at large, where that it's really looking at to be so that they know, you know, what are their relative risk on campus and that they're getting notified about events and it's specific crimes that are laid out that then where the campus needs to be um, notified of those. Uh, they're not the ones that it's, hey, you need to take emergency action on, but instead it's getting it where it's really a communications tool to make sure that they're aware. And they do take kind of that longer term protective action, but it doesn't require immediate action on their uh, behalf. Okay, so what specific steps did you take to streamline these processes? Did you change equipment, change policies and people sending out the notifications? Yeah, so one of the things that, um, First thing is we went to uh, immediate notifications using our text-based system. So I created it within our mass notification system. We clear, created a Clery timely warning group. And as soon as campus safety would prepare the information, it would get sent uh, out to our uh, Cleary group, so that was one that we created, uh, where that it wasn't just one person or two people that we're talking about is, hey, should we send out a timely warning? And I'll talk about timely warning specifically. So uh, that emerging no or that uh, text notification would go out to them. It would uh, refer them to an email and say, you need to look at your email. And then uh, we would make a recommendation saying, is we recommend a timely warning. We don't recommend a timely warning based upon the facts and here's why. Or is, you know, this is one of those that's really debatable and it could go either way. And then they would reply back to that. And so we could, we're getting turnaround where that within, you know, uh, certainly an hour, we could do a timely warning uh, in being able to notify the campus community. We felt that was much more reasonable. Um, it also, one of the things there was always a lot of debate about is, to, you know, you know, when, whether one should be sent or not. So one of the things we did right up front is we brought in that we identified who are the key players that ought to be serving in those roles, like the Dean of Students, uh, Vice President for Administrative Services, uh, the Marketing Communications Director, um, the, uh, the uh, General Counsel's Office, some of those specific that are um, um, student Vice President of Student Affairs that would then have, um, that, are, that are kind of key uh, stakeholders in this, brought them together. And we really worked through a, a, a variety of scenarios and covered the Clery Act and what it requires and what it is we're doing and why we're doing. Whereas before we would have a lot of difference of opinions, whether something need to be sent out or not. And now it very, you know, we always have good input, but there's, um, it's just gone very smoothly, which makes the process much faster. So on the emergency notification, the real change that we made in it is, um, one is we improved the training uh, for the dispatchers. And before where it was ultimately a vice president that would make the decision, we created a whole list of scenarios and we walked through them with this clear group so that we can normalize the expectations of when should an emergency notification, what, um, when does it apply, when does it not apply. Uh, so for example, is if there's a robbery that occurs near campus, but not on campus, uh, you know, the direction of travel would make a difference. Was there a, um, you know, was it a, 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 a um, weapon that was used in it, that kind of thing versus somebody going away from it. And, and then we very clearly created those scenarios and training to where the dispatchers giving a given authority to be able to automatically send their uh, emergency notification 
if it met certain criteria. If it had, so for example, if it was you know, within the last 15 minutes, if it was, hey, we were finally notified about it and uh, police department notified us, and it, but it's been you know, 30 minutes ago, that's a different assessment as to whether a timely, I mean, emergency notifications warranted. So then that would come to, and the director, as a director, I could make certain decisions within that. And then if there were others that were outside those parameters, then it would go to that broader Clery group. So we really created a tiered notification that streamlined the process of um, who could send out an emergency notification in order to speed up that uh, time frame. It gave comfort. Um, so in many ways, it's a centralized decision making, just like it was before. But because we created standardized practices and policies and training, then it pushed that decision making level down, even though the framework was established at the centralized level. So what have been the results of your changes? Have you had the opportunity to apply those new procedures and technologies to actual incidents? Yeah, we actually, we do. And uh, we use it regularly. Uh, what we find is we actually do more clearly timely warning assessments, even though not all of those end up resulting in need to do a timely warning. But the fact is, is we're assessing all of our incidents. There's a secondary benefit is it also makes our centralized administration much more aware of some of the events that are going on on campus that may not rise to that level of uh, uh, that threshold. And it also makes them uh, you know, less anxious whenever you do need to send out timely warnings because it really is about a communications method that we're trying to get out there. Uh, so we use this uh, really on a regular basis. Uh, it's, it's, and that's what's helped with the normalization of everyone kind of being on the same page because, oh yes, we've experienced this. We've seen these, um, uh, you know, where that we've done these, you know, six of them over the last, you know, six months or three months. And, you know, here's how these kind of work. And so it's much more standardized and consistent uh, on that. Uh, and the same way with emergency notifications. Now, uh, whenever we have something, those that were more question mark um, before, and uh, we've been able to quickly be able to get an emergency notification sent out without it having to go all the way up a chain and then back down the chain of command. Advice for other institutions of higher ed that need to streamline their warning and mass notification processes. You know, what worked, what didn't? Yeah, I, the most important thing I, has, I think it has to do with trust. And your uh, central administration has to have the trust and the confidence in their campus safety and division and those that are making those decisions and what's appropriate or not. So I, I think it all boils down to trust. And the way that you do that is that you get it by getting it right builds trust uh, within what the expectations that they have. So by bringing those stakeholders together, I think was vital from, uh, I think that's one of the most essential things that you can do is bring your stakeholders together and really be able to work through those scenarios and identifying those nuances because that's where in those, you know, um, kind of more gray areas is what makes it really challenging and the questions always arise later on. So by working through those ahead of time, uh, what you'll find is they'll have greater confidence um, prior to an event, and you're not always gonna get it exactly right. And so it also builds trust in the fact of, okay, at times we are gonna make a mistake on it, and uh, maybe we get one sent that eh, wasn't exactly the right template to have used, um, and, and, but they understand that, uh, that we all have human error, but we are trying to err on the proper side of that 
that. Um, and, and then it comes down to us doing um, good training. So good documentation about what you do and then doing the good training. And that's also what the Clery Act would expect. So if you get audited by Clery, then that way you've got all the documentation about here's the decision we make and here's why we make it and here's the process we use. Well, and, you know, you bring up a really good point about trust. I mean, so much of that involves relationships and building relationships. So, uh, and, and they, they go hand in hand, right? Yeah, ab absolutely. Um, it, everything, we always say this, everything is about relationships. It's about getting out and knowing the individuals ahead of time, talking to them, understanding their perspective. Uh, and uh, and that's what builds that trust. Uh, and again, that uh, we, we just have found there's been a monumental shift in that over the years and a much a better appreciation for what campus safety does and why it is that we do the things that we do and why we need to take the actions that we take. Uh, and, 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 and so that's a, a, it's not something that you can do in a one-time meeting or a one-time It really takes uh, time. And then it takes follow through as far as showing is, yep, this is where we got it right. Or this is where, Hey, we're making a correction here. So any other comments you'd like to make before we finish? Yeah, I, I, I would say is I think the Cleary Act was, first of all, is as an outsider coming in, you really realize the um, what the goal of it is, but also the overwhelming responsibility that goes with that. Uh, having good people in place who can make good decisions, that's how we keep our campus community safe. Uh, and then also our honest and transparent and above board. Um, it, it, you know, those, that's what the Clary Act is about. So instead of being something that, you know, we should be concerned about, I think it's one of those things that you truly embrace because it truly is in the best interest of our students and our campus at large. David, thank you so much. Thank you for having me.